0: Hello this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Thursday the 18th of June. As always the purpose of this bulletin is simple. I'm trying to keep you abreast of what's happening in unexpectedly positive or negative ways in the data from the world's major economies and I'm doing it because I can't see that anyone else actually is. Now there is a tendency for countries to to release most of their data around the beginning or end of the month. Which means that mid-month can be a bit of a data wasteland and today is one of the rare days when truthfully there was little to be expected and little has materialized with only three surprises and a single shock. The Coldwater Global Shocks and Surprises Index inched up to 0.08, a number I'll be explaining later, with both the US and Asia securely positive and Europe still negative. The US provided the one significant surprise as June's Philadelphia Fed Business Outlook Index recovered no less than 70.6 points to reach 27.5. It's easy to be blasé about recoveries in indexes like this but in fact this was a genuinely strong result. 27.5 is the strongest result since February, and it's also one of the best we've seen during the last couple of years. In fact, the long term average for this series is just 6.9. So it's a strong headline result, but also the details are strong. Big jumps in orders and shipments, yes, but also sizable improvements in work backlogs and a fall in inventories. In other words. There's no sign that producers are jumping the gun. On top of that, the six month outlook jumped 16.6 points to 66.3, which is the strongest reading in about 30 years of surveys. And CapEx plans jumped 11.1 points to 26.3. The Philly Fed survey is widely followed and make no mistake, This was genuinely strong and genuinely surprising. Because of the relative lack of data today, I'm going to spend a couple of minutes going through the workings and results of Coldwater's series of shocks and surprises indexes. If you're not interested in these, feel free to quit now. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll tune in again tomorrow. But for those of you still listening, these indexes distill information from approximately 500 different data points each month from the world's major economies, and record the net incidence of data which arrives either a standard above, i.e. a surprise, or a standard below, i.e. a shock, where consensus expects it to be or where well-established trends suggest. This isn't a bold net balance, however, since all the data which basically comes in as expected is also included in in assessing the overall situation. The sheer volume of data that goes into these indexes means that individual components are not weighted in order to ascribe extra importance to one particular set of data or another. I think doing that, which most shocks and surprises indexes do, incorporates assumptions about the importance of various types of data which cannot be justified. Quantity has a quality all of its own, and it's that I put my trust in. Now, if shocks and surprises are normally distributed, you'd expect 16 to 17% of it to come in a standard deviation above and the same below, with the average tending towards even or zero. These indexes take that assumption and then express the percentage of net shocks or surprises in the entire data as a number of standard deviations. So when in early May the global shocks and surprises index sank to minus 0.95, it meant that the net excess in the number of shocks minus surprises in the data was nearly a full standard deviation away from normal and from normality, I, in this case about 15.3%. That May reading incidentally was the worst I've seen The highest I've recorded was in the second week of January 2017, when the index rose to 1.01. Well, that's how they're compiled and what they express. Today, the global index is running at 0.08. I.e. data results are once again tending towards just a plain normal distribution. Within that, Asia is looking the most positive at plus 0.51, The US is at plus 0.37 and Europe is still sharply negative at minus 0.60. Within the global data universe I break out capital goods, confidence and inflation and develop indexes for each of them. For the capital goods sector it is currently negative at minus 0.52. The confidence indicator is positive at plus 0.71. And inflation is extremely positive at plus 1.12. That's an extreme result reflecting mainly the disinflationary impact of oil prices in April and May. And incidentally, I take a lower inflation to be a good thing rather than a bad thing. Well, that's it for today. Uh, Tomorrow is only slightly less tranquil, with the main events likely to be uh, the UK's May retail sales and public sector finances and current account balances from the US and the Eurozone. Thank you for listening, and if you've got something out of it, please help spread the word about the bulletin. If you'd like to know more about cold water economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com.